Pickleball Rocks is the world leader in pickleball apparel. Click the link in the show notes and visit pickleballrocks.com. Island to the villages, Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, San Diego to San Tropez. It's the number one rated pickleball podcast for three years running. That's according to Apple and uh, iTunes and all that stuff. It's the Pickleball Show. I'm Chris Allen, joined today by TOC Senior Pro Gold Medalist, great coach, one of Pickleball's best instructors down in Davie, Florida. It is Steve Kennedy. Hey, Steve, how you doing today? Doing great, Chris. A little bit rainy here in Davie today, but really happy to be with you and, you know, maybe give a couple little words of encouragement to uh, all the pickleball players out there. Yeah, I could definitely use some, man. I got a couple of things, uh, as always, that I need to work on. One thing I can't stop doing ever is instead of freezing, you know, the paddle i always have to add a little wrist flick in there and i joke around that uh i need to get some sort of a wrist brace or something as if i had broken my wrist just to immobilize it totally and just play all day with that wrist brace on to try to break myself of that darn habit because i flick it you know and and there, there it goes it goes out and if i had just frozen the paddle held it right there it would have been perfect got anything uh any any quick tip that'll break me of that habit well, let's let's say, Chris, you're like uh, many of my other students who are flicking their wrist and, you know, just have developed some really bad habits along the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the first thing I always recommend someone to do in their area is to make sure they get with a qualified instructor. And, uh, you know, myself being an IPTPA instructor, you know, I really believe in that system. So the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, get with a qualified pro. The second thing I like to, you know, try to get people to do is when they're flicking their wrists, I like them to think that when they go to hit a ball, that they would like their idea to be not like a motion picture, but like a still picture. So, you know, if you go to a motion picture, you can have multiple frames in your shot. Mm-hmm. And if you take like a still picture, the before and after should be the same. So that's a cool way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can visualize yourself to take a still picture and maybe after you've hit your shot, maybe have a look at what your wrist position looks like Mm -hmm. and then ask yourself, did it look like that before? It can give you a real sense of a visual and also a mental picture. That's a great Um, suggestion. I'm going to have to try that one because I feel like I'm at that point where I just have to trick my mind into actually playing good pickleball. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, you know, the other thing, Chris, is, uh, you know, you've really got to get out there. And I know know I've heard it a lot before, but, you know, if if you want to improve your game, it's going to happen the quickest and the best by trying to find a good drill partner yeah, and really trying to take an individual stroke and break it down mm-hmm. and really getting the fundamentals right. Yeah. And each time you do it right, you reinforce a good habit and make sure you do that habit thousands and thousands of times until your brain becomes familiar with that particular habit. And yeah. it's like anything, then you own it. Well, and I love, always love that. Uh, one of my favorite books of all time, inner game of tennis, Timothy Galway. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, you know, having to, having to offload that stuff into your subconscious, which is really sure. running the show. Your conscious thinks that it is, but your subconscious is really doing that stuff. And so, yeah, you have to do it enough to where you can offload it. Just like driving a car. You remember when you first learned how to drive a car, you're like, Ooh, you know, I'm so nervous, but then after a while you're fumbling with the radio, you're doing, you know, cause you've offloaded that 
the you know the driving the car part uh, offloaded that into your subconscious. You just came from TOC, and uh, not trying to, to embarrass you, but what was your metal take at TOC? Um, we actually, my my partner Scott Burr, we took gold in the men's senior pro division. Nice. Um, and myself and Gigi Lamaster, who that was our first tournament together ever. We so we have a little bit of a learning curve to go. We finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Man, Gigi, isn't she the best partner in the world? I love Gigi. Uh, we have taught several clinics together. Just a good person. I had the good fortune of working with her at Pickleball Summit in Indianapolis. And uh, she got in the day before and you know, I was taping the courts and getting it ready and everything. And, uh, and she came in and we got to play about half a dozen games together. And uh, man, she is still to this day, that was a couple of years ago. She is still my ideal that is when I when I think of a good partner or who's the best partner you've ever had, her picture pops up in my mind. Gigi Lamaster, she is just awesome. No, I love it. I always joke with Gigi. I said, uh, you know, I, whenever I see her and she's around, people I go, Gigi. Now tell them your tennis background. Tell them how you got started in this game. And she looks at me and she'll slap me, and she'll probably <laughs> laugh about this when she listens <laughs> to this. And she goes, You know, I didn't have a tennis background, and I'm not. I don't want to talk to people about how I got started in the game. So <laughs> it's kind of our little inside joke, and uh, we'll, we'll stick with it. But she's a cool girl. I, I love her. That's awesome. Let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and uh, and get into it here. I want to talk to you about uh, sanctioned tournaments. I want to talk to you about some tips that you can give to me and to other listeners. In addition to that cool flick to pretend you're having a still picture taken. That's awesome. Can't wait to get out and try that one. We'll do that when we come back it's the pickleball show time out baby yeah do you want to help people make money and enjoy life in this day and age the best way to do all three is through the internet i've been doing it since 2003 and it doesn't have to be that complicated in fact i'll show you the simple secrets to living what might be called the pickleball lifestyle that's when you have the freedom and independence to do whatever you want travel wherever you want and play whenever you want if you have a great idea a solution to a problem a message you want to share go to simple secrets Dot com and get started today for free. You'll learn exactly how to use the internet to share your message, product, or service with the rest of the world. Help people make money and enjoy life. Go to simplesecrets.com and get started today for free. That's simplesecrets.com. Thank you so much for listening to The Pickleball Show. My name is Chris Allen here with Steve Kennedy from Davie, Florida. He took the gold at TOC, and for new listeners, TOC stands for Tournament of Champions, which is one of the the, the big events. So we talked about a couple of weeks ago, if we truly had four Grand Slam pickleball events, uh, we were thinking, obviously, Nationals, um, U.S. Open, and then TOC is number three. And Scott Moore said, nah, I don't think we really have a fourth one yet. We were thinking maybe Grand Canyon State Games, maybe uh, the SoCal Classic, the Melba Bishop uh, out in California. But uh, we're still looking for that fourth tournament that we can call, you know, a true Grand Slam of pickleball. Uh, one thing, I mean, Nationals obviously is sanctioned. U.S. Open is not a sanctioned tournament. TOC, that was sanctioned, Steve, right? Yeah, this year was sanctioned, but in prior years it was not. How do you feel about U.S. Open not being sanctioned? Does it not mean as much to win an unsanctioned tournament? 
No, I mean, I mean, I think, look, to win any of the majors, whether it's TOC, U.S. Open or Nationals, I mean, it, it's a big deal. And I think, you know, they're all of equal importance. You know, I think what it does to our sport, though, is it delegitimizes, you know, you, here you're taking the U.S. Open, which is a fantastic event. I mean, you know, the, the show they put on is, is second to none and it's not a sanctioned tournament. And I just feel like those three tournaments should have a way of being sanctioned. And I think there's better ways if you kind of look at the, the way tennis does some things, instead of having to have a ref on every court, why not assign a ref to every, let's say, six or eight or 10 courts, and they're like a roving ref. If there's an issue on the court, the ref will step in, they'll settle that issue. If it's a major issue and they have to stay, then they stay on the court and then another ref would be assigned. So you don't have to have refs all day long for every match. The ref wouldn't be standing there calling foot faults and, uh, you know, or calling kitchen violations and stuff like that. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, in and out, it would be more like, Hey, we have got a question over here, ref, you bring the rule book over here and let's check it out. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, look, uh, the pickleball players are honest, good people. And, you know, we're all doing our best to call the balls like we see them. So I, I don't think that uh, the majority of people are out there cheating each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, we can handle our own lines. There might be an issue once in a while with being in the kitchen, but you know, those, those are little things. And I think that the U S open should be a sanctioned tournament. I think there ought to be other sanctioned tournaments too. You know, if you live on the East coast of the United States, there's very little chance for players on this side to get into a sanctioned tournament. So then they have to travel mm -hmm. very far to, to get to these sanctioned tournaments. Is that the USAPA? So, have they just made it? It's, it's just too hard, too many T's to cross and I's to dot. And it's just too hard to even mess with it. Uh, do they need to, to kind of relax it a little bit? Maybe just have refs. If you want to have refs monitoring and calling uh, kitchen violations, do it just for metal matches only? Yeah, no, I, I certainly think once you get into the metal matches or, you know, maybe even the pro events, maybe the pro events, you go ahead and have referees for every match. But, you know, when you're talking about the, the 3-0s, 3-5s, and, and they matter because, I mean, they're just as important as, as the pro players. But, you know, they, they can handle their own courts and, and they're they're not making a living or, or playing for prize money. So they're playing for pride and we all are. I think they, they can handle their own matches at, at that point. And so what would be the next? I mean, the USAPA would have to what? Just hear from enough pros that uh, we need to do something about this or hear from tournament directors or both? I'm thinking they're hearing from tournament directors already because, you know, you, you go to a lot of locations. You just can't find the refs to meet the demands of the size of the tournament. I mean, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Like you, you take down here in South Florida, there's tournaments being run. There's no possibility of filling those spots because there's just not enough refs. So you can't get a sanctioning. You can't, I mean, you just can't do it. I think that the players at some point, there'll probably be some kind of player union or some kind of player reps or something, you know, something going forward where the players have a little say so, but I would probably say, and I could be wrong, but I'd probably say it's the USAPA wants to keep a hand on what takes place. And it's probably a little bit, uh, you know, money motivated. How so? Just wanting to keep control of tournaments and being able to dictate how things run. And, you know, th there's got to be a governing body. I understand that, but it's got to be relaxed a little bit, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I would just hope that, you know, at least the three majors, like I said, the TOC, US Open and Nationals, that they would all be equally sanctioned just put on the same level and that solves things right there. And then work on easing up or relaxing some of the regulations on some of the, you know, local tournaments. So people don't have to travel so far to play a sanctioned tournament. Hence is why 
I traveled all the way to Texas last weekend to play the Texas Open. Oh, yeah. How was that? I had, oh, it was awesome. Ended up winning gold at that one. My partner was Barry Waddell. Uh-huh. And uh, Gigi and myself played in the mixed, and we got third in that one. So we got we got our bronze, and we're, we're getting better. <laughs> that tournament was a lot of fun, Chris. If I can just give them a plug, I'm going to say that was the greatest tournament that I've ever played. The hospitality was off the charts. Can't say enough about it. That would be nice if we could have, uh, if we did have a four, you know, a four major Grand Slam. Indian Wells is Nationals for the next five years, and then U.S. Open is in Naples, TOC, Brigham City, Utah. So you've got already two on the West Coast. It would be nice if we could have one more, either on the east coast and you know but texas would be nice kind of kind of uh, centrally located as well to be that fourth major that would be pretty cool texas is a fantastic location it's the center of the east coast and west coast you know when they say texas does it bigger i think that they could be right <laughs> yeah. um i've got a little inside information about a, a huge tournament that's going to be coming up in texas uh in the beginning of february that's probably going to be the largest prize money event of pickleball history. Oh, cool. Um, so who knows how that's going to run. I think they're going to do a phenomenal job and maybe going forward, that might be the fourth major. Let's, let's, let's see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. You have to keep me posted on that. And you're actually going to be back in Texas coming up in October. You are doing actually two of the Engage Pickleball training camps. You're going to Las Vegas, first and that is when october 12th 13th 14th it's a three-day camp and it'll be you marcin rospetsky john sperling and uh another pro to be announced and that is in las vegas over at bally's which is going to be the new west coast home of engaged training i know robert elliott uh, has put together quite a program and uh, is looking forward to unveiling it for the first time that's in october at bally's and then the very next weekend you're going to head from vegas and go over to houston and do another three-day engaged pickleball camp down there and uh, that'll be what october 19th uh, 20th and 21st you and John Sperling and a couple of other pros to be announced. That's really cool. Got a special deal for Pickleball News readers. You're going to get a coupon code if you want to go to either one of these clinics, Las Vegas first and then Houston second. If you want to go to either or both of these clinics, we're going to get you a coupon code that gets you 25 bucks off the price of admission. So look for that if you are a Pickleball News reader. If not, go to pickleballnews.com. Make sure you sign up more with Steve Kennedy when we come back. It's the Pickleball Show. Sign out, baby, yeah! Woo! You play pickleball, you take care of yourself. Health IQ thinks you should be rewarded. They built their business on saving money for people who live an active lifestyle. Go to healthiq.com slash pickleball and find out how much they can save you. That's healthiq.com slash pickleball. See how much Health IQ can save you. Pickleballnews.com, that is the place you want to go to subscribe to our free email newsletter. We keep you up to date on everything that's happening, plus give you special deals on travel, tournaments, equipment, and clinics, just like the two that Steve Kennedy, our guest today, uh, he is going to be teaching Engage Pickleball Clinics coming up October 12th, 13th, 14th in Las Vegas at Bally's 
awesome facility. And then the next weekend in Houston at the Walden Racket Center. Looks beautiful, actually, in Montgomery, Texas, right outside of Houston. Pickleball news readers, check your email inbox for a special coupon code that will land you $25 off. We were talking about Grand Slam tournaments, Steve, and it'd be nice to have two on the East Coast, two on the West Coast. I think, too, it would be really nice if one of the four major tournaments in pickleball, at least one of them, was an indoor tournament. I know down in Davie, uh, you probably play a lot of outdoors, like most you know, Florida people do. You ever get a chance to play indoors? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean... Down here in South Florida, we have no indoor courts, whether it's tennis or pickleball. So, you know, it's not an option for us to be down here. I really love an indoor tennis court that's been converted in, you know, that you can convert into the pickleball court. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you eliminate all the elements, whether it's the wind, the sun, the heat, you know, it just makes for who's got the very best skill Mm -hmm. on that day versus having to deal with the elements. I like being able to go over and say, can you just tick the air conditioner down one degree, please? Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. You know, I have some friends over in Europe. I have one one of my friends in uh, particular is in Sweden. And uh, his name is Patrick Ronicky. He teaches indoor tennis, indoor pickleball there. Climate-wise, you have to do it. I think definitely moving indoors is probably a way for the future. I mean, I think it's a good thing. So I'm all in for it. We will see what happens. What kind of tips do you have for us? Say, if uh, give us a little, a little uh, sneak peek into uh, something you might be sharing in Las Vegas and in Houston, Steve. 3-5-4-0 type player like me, what can you tell us to help raise the level of our game? Well, Chris, you know, I, I can't say that it's all that exciting or all that mind-blowing or new, <laughs> but uh, going back to our 10,000 shots make a stroke, we've got to be willing to put in the time. And it becomes a little monotonous. And I know where I teach here in the town of Davie, I have six dedicated pickleball courts here. And you will see myself doing different variations of the same drill three or four times a week. So I'll drill personally for 20 minutes a day with my buddy Dan Yurchek or Joe DeMars. I've got a couple of my good practice partners that love to drill. I think you just really have to stay diligent. Can you hit a thousand dinks in a row without missing? Can you hit your serve in a specific area? I like to use like a lot of targets and a lot of things that restrict movement or a paddle movement on the court. Mm-hmm. So if I was working on your dink, I might put a bucket at, at the no volley zone, no volley zone line, whatever you call that line, <laughs> the kitchen, the kitchen line. And I might force you to have your paddle out in front of that bucket. So every time you hit the bucket on your backswing, you know that you've taken your paddle back too far. Oh. So, it restri- so it restricts your backswing. I might take a rope and take it up over the net, but take it like a foot on your side and make sure that you dink up and over that rope and it lands short into the kitchen. So I put the two things together. So we have a short backswing where you hit the bucket and you have to get over that rope. So you've got a lot of things that are going to limit you and force you to do things the right way. My tip to people is go out there and find a person who likes to drill as much as you do or doesn't like to but wants to improve their (laughs) game to the next level right yeah nothing beats hard work if you put in the time and you put in quality time 
your game will get better. Chris, I, I'm so excited about our clinics. Like you said, our Las Vegas clinic, that's October 12th through the 14th. We've got Marson, John Sperling, myself, and I think it's going to be Robert Elliott himself coming in also. You're, you're dealing with a guy like Marson, who was you know, a, a top tennis player. He was top five or 600 in the world. Myself, that I reached the U.S. Open of tennis. I played at the Lipton. I was a top 200 in the world player. You're going to get some world-class teaching and coaching and the whole nine yards. I think you're going to have a clinic in the Las Vegas and the Houston clinic like you've probably never seen before. Good deal. Steve, great to talk to you. Great to have you on the show. I sure hope uh, we get to do it again real soon because I really appreciate your insights. Well, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you having me here. And if if I can just get one more little plug in. Go for it. If uh, you're ever down in South Florida on the east side, we are within 30 miles of Miami, Palm Beach, and Fort Lauderdale at the South Florida Pickleball Academy. Or you can call me personally. I'd love to take care of any needs that anybody has. And all I can say is keep pickling, guys. We've linked to all that stuff in the show notes. The Engage Pickleball Camps, one in Las Vegas, one in Houston. Sure, you can attend them both, but uh, definitely try to attend one or the other if you are a pickleball news reader and why aren't you if you're not? Uh, you'll get a special discount code. Check your email inbox for that. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. Do you want to help people make money and enjoy life in this day and age? The best way to do all three is through the internet. I've been doing it since 2003, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. In fact, I'll show you the simple secrets to living what might be called the pickleball lifestyle. That's when you have the freedom and independence to do whatever you want, travel wherever you want, and play whenever you want. If you have a great idea, a solution to a problem, a message you want to share, go to simplesecrets.com and get started today for free. You'll learn exactly how to use the internet to share your message, product, or service with the rest of the world. Help people make money and enjoy life. Go to simplesecrets.com and get started today for free. That's simplesecrets.com.